0: Hello and welcome to OTP Volunteer Table. I'm Don But You have heard me talk about the various groups within the Playhouse, the Young Company, the Players, and the Age to Perfection group. However, we do have divisions inside these groups as well. Most notably, we have an Improvisation group within the Age to Perfection group. And today we have Mike Spry who will tell us about this group within a group. Okay, We're rolling now. Uh, Thanks, Mike Spry, for giving us some of your time. Sure.
1: My pleasure.
0: Um, First question is always, how did you get to the Playhouse? Now, you have two stories, right? You were
1: here before, you left, you came back. I moved up here in 1975 um, from East Lansing and found myself coming through the doors in the fall of 76 um, certainly, looking for opportunities to expand my uh, social life and also to scratch the itch of uh, acting again. And came to some tryouts for uh, Little Mary Sunshine, mm-hmm. which was a takeoff of the uh, uh, old Nelson Eddy Jeanette MacDonald movies. And was fortunate enough to get the lead. The Nelson Eddy role, uh, Captain Big Jim of the Forest Rangers, which was my first musical. Had a blast. Went from there. Did uh, Fiddler on the Roof, which was the next production. Fantastics. Jacques Brel is alive and well and living in Paris. Um, did Man of La Mancha. Did I crewed shows and was stage manager for one. Um, at one point, I can even remember being on a crew with sledgehammers breaking up the uh, old cast-iron boiler. Nice. You make the pieces small enough so we could take it up the stairs. Uh, so that
0: wasn't, that wasn't a performance. That was actually volunteering here. That was volunteering, yeah. yes. So uh, you, you did that. What did you do before that, you were, that gave you the creds to, to be lead in a, in a play your first time. It usually, I mean, while it happens, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta be better than the other guy. Well, it, it goes back to to childhood,
1: frankly. I always had, I don't think I ever had stage fright, and just Hardly gave it a second thought to perform in some kind of skid or whatever. Right. Did so in you know, high school, we did not have a uh, drama program of any sort. But we had some variety shows. Um, I was fortunate enough to see some plays at Michigan State, that sort of thing. And then when I um, went off to college, I spent one year as a theater major. At Michigan State, mm-hmm. did a couple productions there and acting roles. One just it was a kind of a a troop sort of performance, and then I had a lead role in uh, Archibald MacLeish's J.B. there, which was the modern day story of Job told in verse of all things. Got it. Um, So I had those experiences. Also took classes in stage crafts and and whatnot, and then. After dropping out for a year, I I wound up switching over to psychology, which is what I got my degree in before coming north. So, mm-hmm.
0: so then you, so you were here, and then you left to go to college. Is that it? No,
1: no, no. I yeah. I grew up in the Jackson area, and then uh, went to college, moved up here uh, with my first wife. Uh, she had a chance to transfer up here, and then. Uh, We split up, (laughs) as so often happens, uh, folks moving up here. I I remember the Record Eagle had an article one time about couples coming up here and splitting up. But uh, that happened, and so I got involved with the Playhouse, and then life kind of happened. I moved uh, to a small lake about 20 miles out of town and got remarried. We had kids, dogs. Uh, cetera and so on. I changed careers. I was a social worker and then studied electronics and went into electrical engineering ultimately. Um, had jobs where I could not, well I had to be able to travel sometimes at a moment's notice. and mm-hmm. um, So just getting back to the theater wasn't an easy thing to do. Right. Um, and then 40 years later I find myself retired and again wanting to expand my social network and um, came in and talked with Phil Murphy. We had done shows together many years ago and Phil plugged me into the Age to Perfection Reader's Theatre Group and that's where you and I first uh, met uh, right. did some tech work on that show and then we teamed up right after that on Silent Skies to do some, some, uh, video effects for that show, which, right.
0: unfortunately, was, that was an <laughs> l- unfortunate situation. Yeah. I just, uh, just a little while ago, talked to a little bit, and she's still fighting the closure of yeah. us ending early. It was that. hard. So many people s-
1: put a lot of good work into the show, and, and to have it derailed by the pandemic right. was heartbreaking. It I was. think particularly for the actors who would
0: put all those weeks. Oh, well, you, you got to feel for the actors. Yeah. I mean, when when you're techie and you're running a show, it's a show. Things yeah. have to happen, and but you put your heart and soul into it when you when you're on stage and you've memorized and you've worked on. Yeah, out, so much. And work. lose that. It's, it's, that was a, was a unfortunate thing, but your life moves on. Yeah. And here we are. We're back. The tent's down. We're doing shows, and you have an endeavor um, with the ATP people. Yeah, uh, it, This isn't the whole ATP people. It's it's a subset of the ATP people. Well, it people. is. Um, actually, almost
1: everyone who's in the Reader's Theater has wound up becoming part of this improv group. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it was back in March. We were still coming... Well, seemingly coming out of the pandemic it looks like we're still wrestling with it but uh i was on my exercise bike one morning and watching a uh one hour interview program called off camera uh, with uh, sam jones and he happened to be talking with a uh, performer who specialized in improv and it just kind of bubbled up in my head you know i wonder if we could pull together, you know just a group of folks from ATP who would at least like to explore this art form, and I was thinking more in terms of a workshop kind of approach where we could try things and in a very supportive environment. Um, and you know if we looked at public performances, it would be down the road right. after we had a chance to get confident in all this.
0: just so just so we know. ATP stands for Age to Perfection. Age to Perfection and it is a seniors readers group for who's what's the qualify qualification for? A- it? Age 55 and up
1: and desire. And desire. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to get involved with theatrical things, a uh, particular the readers theater which is how Age to Perfection started. Right. Um it's particularly uh, of appeal to people fifty five and up because you don't have to memorize the lines. No memorization. No. You just
0: sit and read a book or in some instances you're still reading a book but you're standing, you're you're doing yeah. some you're gesturing. Yeah. It just depends on the director and what's going on. But it's a it's a laid back theater. Yeah, and one it, of the neat things about it too, you know I
1: think it started in part because as you get older as an actor, there are fewer opportunities to perform. You know, those leads yeah. t- tend, you know, unless yes, it's I never sang did. for my father or whatever, <laughs> the, you know, the, the really juicy parts tend to be for younger people, and often there aren't any roles at all for those of us who find ourselves being seniors. Right. But in the Reader's theater. You can be anybody. <laughs> you can be a child, um, a young adult just, you know, right. going through those early stages of life, so you have the opportunity of playing a wide variety of characters and you right. know, it
0: can be a lot of fun. Yeah. So back into the improv now. Okay. Tell me about improv. What is it what does it mean? What what are you w- what it specifically means to the ATP people.
1: Yeah, and what we're doing is is very much customized for our group of folks, um, in, in part because, you know, we're not like a college acting class or something that meets three or four times a week. You know, we're meeting a couple times a month, and so, the idea of spending a lot of time on the fine points and uh, doing a lot of activities to sensitize us to particular things, make us aware of small things. You know, time gets to be much more of a premium. So, you know, when I first had the idea, I, I wanted to find something that would be simpler, a little more streamlined, certainly allow opportunities for the performance, for the acting right out of the blocks rather than spending weeks on sensitivity exercises and games and that sort of thing. The other thing I was concerned about and even starting the group, even suggesting the group was ways to make it less of a fearful. Uh, or or generate fear and apprehension as a response because people tend to think about improv in terms of comedic improv Mm -hmm. and the standard structures and type of games that get uh, performed and you know if anybody who's seen like a second city touring company or whatever you have a a certain awareness of things uh, that you're likely to see in a performance and comedy is hard it's particularly if you have to be funny all the time, particularly if you're having to make up that comedy in the moment. And the prospect of doing that uh, can really scare people off, which is the last thing I want to do. (laughs) Exactly. If there's a scare factor already, you don't need to have more. So right off the bat, I thought, let's broaden this. Let's make it more theatrical improvisation, um, performances based less on trying to one-up each other with being outrageous and funny, but instead focus on the experience we all have, particularly those of us who are 55 and older, at conversation. We improvise in our lives all the time. Sure. We have conversations with friends and family, um, co-workers, perfect strangers, we seldom have scripts going into those conversations. You know, we might have a deck of PowerPoint cards <laughs> or something right. for a, a presentation, but we improvise. We improvise, and we, you know, some of us, I suppose, get intimidated by that, particularly if it's a high-pressure circumstance. But most of us are able to handle it with comfort. Yes, there are pauses in normal conversation. You, you stop and you're looking for the right word to use. Or maybe you stop to gather your thoughts. Um, it might change the subject to keep the conversation going. And as I tried to explain to folks very early on, those poses are natural and when we use them in improv, they typically fit the kinds of things that the character would be doing. Characters will stop and gather their thoughts, look for the right word. Um, they might have absolutely nothing to say in the moment, uh, just as you might in a conversation, and you deal with it. Your scene partner deals with it by maybe you know, f- feeding a thought or whatever, and you go on from there. It doesn't have to be some intimidating, high-pressure thing. So the goal I had from the get-go was to try to create a very supportive environment. You know, we didn't have to worry about being embarrassed or anything. And you know, in the first meeting, I stressed that we're not worried about being entertaining or interesting at this point. We're concerned about keeping the conversation going, the story going, responding to uh, what the other actors in the scene are saying and suggesting and you know contributing to the, the furtherance of a particular
0: scene. And, uh, yeah, now the pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but I was uh, that what you're talking about we can we'll certainly go on and talk more about this, but what you're talking about is, appears in scripted plays as well. Sure. When you when you read a play, um, just reading it, you're reading words, ba 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 um, and people tend to miss the periods, the colons, the semicolons, those kinds of indicators in the script where those pauses are intentionally mm-hmm. applied because we do speak in in certain terms that can be codified in by the punctuation. True. And what you're saying now is um, that punctuation, you, you don't have the script, so you do your natural thing anyhow.
1: Yeah, you do. And it's been interesting watching the performances we've had in our meetings, and what is so striking is how natural the acting tends to be, because you're not thinking about what position is my body in, or, you know, what gesture should I select from my palette here for this circumstance, you're responding in the moment. And the gestures and the expressions people get on their faces, because they're going through very similar thought processes to what the characters would be going through, it comes off as a very nuanced performance. Mm -hmm. It's, it's exciting and fun to watch and, well, and we've already talked about it in our, in our sessions that you know, there are books about how improvisation, whether it's musical or theatrical, taps into different parts of the brain than, say, a musical performance where it's you know, notes on a page um, or a script. You tap into different parts of your body that are, or brain that are more into the spontaneity, into the intuitive, into the emotional, and it's interesting. You know, every all the folks have commented on how it feels different, and um, it does seem like you're you're functioning in a very different way than you are when you're you're reading scripts. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say one is any better than the other. No, but it
0: is different. And it, it certainly is different. And you, you talk about the gestures and the, the emotional stuff. And I, I to me, it's, it's, it's almost all the same, but different. It comes from a different place. But if you don't have the emotion in your script, if you don't have the emotion in your, um, your uh, interpretations, you, there's nothing there. The people, people, the audience can't see what you're doing, right? Because they need to feel uh, the emotion, the the physicality, the honesty of the um, actualization of whatever you're doing. Very true.
1: And so, and when you do scripted acting, and all of the people in our group have done scripted acting, whether it's Age to Perfection or previous stage work or whatever. Um, but so much time is spent on memorization of the lines, and focusing on getting the words correctly. And at a certain point you can start getting sing-songy about it, and or you come up with an interpretation of the words, which you think is the best one, right. And but then it starts Becoming kind of a staccato when you're doing it the same way. So, you have to fight that kind of thing in order to get the naturalness. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, maybe it's uh, learning to do the lines several different ways, and so that when you're on the stage, you can respond in the movement and just go with whatever interpretation. You know, that's very much like what we're trying to achieve. With the sort of improvisation that we're doing Mm -hmm. Um, and it does come off as very fresh i suppose we may get to a point where we're repeating some (laughs) of the scenarios again where where we uh, lose a bit of that well
0: certainly that's that's the difference here with uh, improvisation it doesn't necessarily have to be repetitive with scripted every night you do the same script you do the same thing. You should be coming into the same character, and yeah, you got to bring a fresh handle to yeah. it, uh, but stay within the bounds that you originally rehearsed. Uh, Improvisation—it um, has a flexibility of uh, of number one being fresh every time you do it. How do you? When uh, right now you're you're doing it uh, in the Schmuckel Theater. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you go about doing a session of it Um, and I guess I'm getting to the point if you took this out to senior centers to other places to Mm -hmm. do performances how would you go about performing this would you ask uh, suggestions from the audience and then put that in How probably
1: not and and that's one other difference between what we're doing and and what you see in comedic improv where you know it often is it's almost like a a, a sporting event where people throw out usually very outrageous sorts of circumstances right. um, and whatnot and that can be okay but it can also lead to performances that are not so good. If the the situations really don't stimulate the kind of imagination that is optimal, you know, it can wind up being not very entertaining. Uh, I've certainly been to some uh, shows with improv groups. Some nights they're just on and it's hilarious and then there are the other nights. what we have been doing in our meetings is probably very much like we would do in a show. Um, and it may be structured. We may have long form uh, improv where it's a long story play link thing. I could see us gravitating to that. It may be a series of scenes or whatever. But one of the things that I did, relying on my technical background, is I... I set up a computer spreadsheet of all things and i have a list of different scenarios and there are variations of different types of scenario different circumstances i can even If I check a little box, it can come up and say, do it in a dramatic version or comedic or a dramedy, um, and we might have to conform to that. It can be suggesting certain characteristics of the uh, characters. Um, Some of the stuff we're not doing just yet until we get more experience under our belts, but there's a whole lot of variability we can tap into. And all of these possibilities have random numbers associated with them. Um, the performers have random numbers associated with them. And these numbers can change frequently during a session. It's not like it's, it, you're stuck with the same number. But then there's sorting, and so a particular scenario, possibly with other uh, complexities, will bubble up to the top, and there will be a number of people to be cast and we pick the people randomly. I try to have roles where it doesn't demand Specifically, men and women, but can be either. So, and, and you know, that's a matter of fairness too. So often in in community theater groups, uh, men are underrepresented. Exactly. And so, they Which can make wi-
0: for a- able to get roles. Yeah, that easier, yeah, that is a, a to benefit be nowadays.
1: <laughs> not so much, but but here, it can mean that men get more opportunities to perform do scenes than Mm -hmm. the women would well i try to take that out of it as much as i can by just having uh, scenarios that are written so that it can be a man or a woman and uh, whatever names bubble up to the top um are the are the folks who get to do the scene and and so i can see us doing performances where that's how we would cast uh, a particular scene is just okay. having it be random. Uh, we've talked about maybe eventually doing like a long-form show where we have a bare-bone structure of certain things that have to start a scene and end it. Um, so we know kind of roughly where it's going but perhaps you know it's cast it has a different cast every night. There might be mm-hmm. some roles there are men some nights and women others uh, we might take a comedic approach on one night and a dramatic on the other. Um, there's so many possibilities. We okay, so we're,
0: we're running out of time. Fascinating thing. Um, so we're 55 and over. Yep. We're going to have some sort of structure provided for the evening meeting or performance whatever you have and that's going to be a random kind of event yeah pretty much we do no. scenes and all meetings. right so when does this group get together and are you open to everybody anybody else that might be listening now and saying gosh i'd like to try that
1: well right now we're pretty much set on 55 and over which doesn't mean we can't
0: right. eventually well, i'm, have I'm another talking group. 55 and over that's, yeah, okay. that's a given that's a baseline absolutely um,
1: it's open we encourage anybody that is 55 and over who has an interest to come in and be a part of this. It's not like we have a set group of members now. Right. We welcome people to come into this. Uh, you can just come and observe, although we tend to encourage the observers to get involved. Right. And we haven't had a single case yet where we haven't gotten the observers to contribute. But we meet um, first and third Friday of every month from 1 to 3 p.m. on Fridays. I think I already said the Okay. Well, just to make sure, I mean. And it's at the Schmuck, yeah. In the Schmuckel Theater. (laughs) It's in the Schmuckle Theater in the basement of the Old Town Playhouse. Um, We usually get anywhere from 12 to 20 people showing up for this. Right. And if you're new, because we do use random means for casting, you have just as much of a chance of getting a role as somebody who's
0: been around this place for a long, long time. And that's something that doesn't happen so much on main stage. Um, It does on occasion, but mostly you got to prove yourself before you get on there. But here, the opportunity is, is just as random as anything else. That's nice. Yeah. Well, Mike Spry, thank you so much for giving us Oh, your thanks time. for the opportunity. We will get back to you sometime later on in the year and sure. find out how this sure. is going. Maybe talk with one or two of the That'd be great. Uh, participants. See how well. We have fun. <laughs> see, what, see what we can do as an improv on the OTP volunteer table. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mike Spry, for your information. And now for the week of October 10, 2021, Godspell will open Thursday, October 14th and run for two weekends. Tickets available or for more information, go online to oldtownplayhouse.com. Additions for The Young Companies Frozen coming on Monday and Tuesday, October 18 and 19. More information at theoldtownplayhouse.com. All together now, a musical concert appears on main stage November 12 and 13 with the Savannah Sipping Society, a wonderful comedy, at the end of the month. If you have questions, concerns, would like to hear about something else at the Playhouse or would like to tell your story, send an email off to office at oldtownplayhouse.com and I will get back to you. OTP Volunteer Table is produced in association with the Old Town Playhouse of Traverse City. Our music today is Talkies by Humma Humma. This is the OTP Volunteer Table. I am Don Kuhlhorn, and we will see you on the boards.